If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. We'll just kick this off. I'll do a little small talk here in the beginning anyway. So this is YouTube for real estate. (laughs) Welcome everyone. And uh, we're going to be talking about semi-seasonal content and blowing up your holiday traffic today. But I wanted to share a little story just because we were kind of talking a little bit beforehand and Chrissy just brought this up as far as... uh, you know, I don't know. I just got this new lawn crew, and right now I'm I'm working out uh, of the home, and so my my home office is right at the front of the house, uh, kind of like as soon as you walk in, and and it's right there. So, which is kind of cool because I always like keeping an eye on what's going on in the neighborhood, seeing people walk their dogs. I live in a historic district, uh, pretty close to downtown Dallas. You know, it's all 100, 130 year old homes, little bungalows, craftsmen's, things like that, and. And uh, the, so the funny thing is, is that in a historical district, of course, you, you can do certain things and you can't do certain things. The reason they do that, of course, and I know all the real estate agents know this in this room, is because they want to maintain the historical presence of the neighborhood, right? So a lot of times, like if you want to paint your house, you've got to get that approved. If you want to plant a tree in the front yard, you've got to get that approved. If you want to take down a tree in the front yard, you've got to get that approved. So they're very concerned about the aesthetics of the whole neighborhood. They don't want you to paint your house, you know, pink or purple um, or something like that, you know? And so there's, there's certain approved colors. Well, apparently my neighbor directly across the street had a dispute with the historical district, uh, I don't know, five years ago from what I've told. I've lived in this house now for about three years, or yeah, I bought it in 2019. And and I guess this is like a five or six-year-old feud. You know how you get those certain neighbors where just one little thing happens and they have to carry on the feud forever and ever and ever? Well, apparently my, my neighbor directly across the street from me uh, had a dispute uh, with the historical district. I guess he wanted to put turf, actual turf, in the front yard. Um, and, and they said, yeah, you know, we really don't want turf in the front yard of a historical <laughs> home, And uh, which I could understand. So uh, I guess he looked into the bylaws a little bit more and all that good stuff and decided that it doesn't say anything in there about not having a front yard at all, meaning he literally has stripped his front yard to dirt, okay, to dirt. Uh, so he has a dirt front yard, and uh, he goes out there and will, and, and, I, and I figured he wanted the turf because he doesn't want to take care of the front yard, which, hey, I, I get it, but at the same time, you know, uh, you can put it in the backyard, not in the front yard, but, but dirt, I mean, to me, dirt is a little bit more difficult to maintain than just having a regular yard uh, because every little thing grows in every little corner of the yard. So like right now, if I look out across the street, I see, you know, uh, he hasn't mowed technically, which mowing is basically a weed eater in the last week or two. And so, uh, you know, individual plants and weeds and things like that are popping up all over the place. Well, what he does to maintain his lawn, uh, which blows me away, is he'll weed eat that. And then uh, like a then he'll blow. He has a blower that he will literally blow 
for four hours. Uh, and this is like once a week or so where he goes out there. And now, right now, especially in fall, since the leaves are falling right now, um, he doesn't believe in rakes. He wants to blow every single leaf into like one pile and, and then, and then you know, uh, scoop it up from there instead of just raking or doing like that. But the thing is, is when you blow one direction, leaves go this way. When you blow another direction, leaves go that way. You blow this direction, leaves go this way. And and the thing is, is that it, it, once a week he gets out there and I just know if I'm working at home, I'm going to have to listen to the blower for four hours straight while he blows dirt around, moving dirt around. And I just don't get how that saves you any time at all whatsoever. Or if you want to do less care on your lawn, how maintaining a dirt yard. And apparently this has been this way. It's been this way since I've lived here for over three years. And apparently it happened two years earlier. So... Uh, that's funny because uh, I, he, when he randomly chooses or decides to do that, that's whenever I know, okay, well, I can't film. If I'm working from home, I can't film anything from there. Now, now I have this new lawn crew, <laughs> which the last lawn guy I was, and now they're blowing right beside my house. Uh, the last lawn guy I had uh, mowed my neighbor's yard and was a friend of theirs, and so I just thought, try to help him out, you know, try to help him out and just let him mow my yard as well. And so, uh, but extremely inconsistent, very inconsistent, you know, sometimes wouldn't show up for three weeks, you know, and then, and then I asked them, oh, are you coming this week? And now they're, now they're blowing right outside my window. Um, and he would be like, yeah, I'm coming tomorrow. I'm coming tomorrow. I'm coming tomorrow. And then another week would go by. And so it was just a little too inconsistent for me. So now I've hired this new lawn crew and apparently so far, they like to show up right at Tuesday morning at 10.30 in the morning and and uh, get to work. So we'll see how... Uh, I just switched to every other week, though, now, since the grass is not growing as much or as fast. So anyways, fun story. I'm sure that just wasted everybody's last five minutes. I apologize for that, but, but those are... Those are the problems I've got to deal with over here now. Um, all right, so let's get into the, the actual content now, uh, which is uh, semi-seasonal semi content. This is something, you know, if you go back and look, I was looking at, uh, well, I guess I jumped off of it. I think it was episode 28 or so on our podcast. We covered this in pretty good depth, but thought we might just want to revisit this this time around since we're right in the midst of the holiday season. We just got done with Thanksgiving. And of course, we got Christmas and New Year's coming up. Uh, of course, a lot of people, depending on which profession you're in, you know, you could have a week off during Christmas, during Christmas and New Year's. You could have two weeks off if you're in the you know school profession or in college or in teaching profession, something like that. So you got a lot of people that uh, December time frame. There's there's some downtime there. There's some time where people are are uh, at home a little bit more. And so it's a great time usually for, uh, you know, to gain some extra views, gain some extra subscribers. I know last year, uh, one of our videos during in November, I think we released it actually the Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving. And it, it became it became one of those breakaway videos that just, you know, shot out of the gate. It was the first time we'd had a, a, a real breakaway video. Everything up to that point for almost the first year of the channel was very steady Eddie, very consistent. And then right around, right after Thanksgiving, we had one of those videos blow up and it was pretty cool to watch, see that happen. And then what happened was we just started to capture that momentum on the video after that and after that. And almost from 
uh, Thanksgiving last year through January to almost February, every video we put out there just really kind of hit a good stride. Now, that could also be the marketplace last year. It was definitely a different time. I mean, November, December, January, February for us was extremely strong last year. Uh, November was uh, okay this year. It wasn't as strong as last year, but very close to it. And I, we uh, last November was our first month to hit multiple six figures. We did over 200,000 in GCI last November. And I'd have to look at, um, actually e Emily just emailed me the numbers yesterday. Uh, here's the funny thing is that right now, as of today, with closed, uh, let me see, let me pull this up real quick. With closed, and oh yeah closed closed year today so if anybody's just curious just from what we've done from with YouTube uh, 92 million 175 transactions closed 92 million we have enough pending we have listen to this 92 million we have 7.7 .7 million pending uh, projected to close by the end of the year which we can still add to that but that's gonna put us right at 99.9 .9 million uh, as of right now to close by the end of the year. So um, right there, 100,000 shy of the 100 million mark, which we really wanted to hit that. So, and I think, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident in the next week or two, we'll get something under contract for $100,000. So not too concerned about that, but uh, we're right there on the cusp. And uh, that's a big deal, you know, that's a big deal uh, from, uh, from last year, you know, from last year uh, being just 64 transactions, 33 and a half million. But again, that was in the last nine months of the year and our first year in the business. This is our second year uh, in the business now and uh, looks like we're gonna end right at 100 million uh, for, for the year. So that's pretty awesome. But going back to semi-seasonal content, uh, this is something where this Thanksgiving, um, I did not see a big uptick in uh, what we posted around that time frame. So, you know, again, markets different, um, buyer sentiments different, interest rates different. Could that play into it? Possibly, but still, I wouldn't discount the opportunity right now to, uh, you know, to to work on or uh, capitalize on that uh, on semi-seasonal opportunities. And when I say semi-seasonal, the thing is, is that if you make content, we 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 talk about seasonal versus evergreen content. I think episode twenty eight, and in real depth. But the thing is, is that we've always talked about creating evergreen content because the evergreen content is what's going to uh, ha help your your channel. You know, those videos be found constantly. You know, our most viewed video uh, right now still is is ranking in the top three of search when people search Dallas, Texas. That is extremely powerful. It's over a year old, but still ranking up there, still getting views, uh, uh, views every single day and still growing more and more and more. And we've seen several of our videos uh, have upticks and gain traction after six, nine or 12 months sometimes. So even that video that you post if it doesn't come roaring out of the gate, that's okay. Don't worry about it. As long as it's optimized and is searchable, that search is going to back you up. You know, it's going to uh, take take uh, take over eventually, and you could see more growth from your videos. And this is what I love about YouTube: is you could see more growth from your videos. Uh, let's if you look over a year time frame in the last six months than the first six months. So they have the ability. Uh, one of our videos. 
uh, VA benefits, uh, veteran benefits in Texas, still ranking, I believe, in the top three for uh, actually number one. Um, but now that I look, number one for veterans benefits in Texas when people search that on YouTube and it didn't take off so fast. And it was one of the ones I was most excited about for the fact that being a veteran myself, I was like, oh, I really want to help out, <laughs> help the veterans. And that video uh, did not do well the first six months. But now, if, even if you look at the analytics on the back end, you'll see uh, a, a miniature hockey stick kind of. You'll see a jump uh, to where it has steady growth for like six months. And then you'll see a little... Uh, tick in the analytical line to where it starts to gain that traction in it and it started to, to just rank as as a uh, number one uh, in in that search so um, you know and so that's the opportunity that you have there and oh I just saw my, my man Nez my man Nez in the house uh, Chris we got to get him up here I don't know if I can do that um, and then also can you Chrissy can you pin uh, passive prospecting at the top as well so the thing is, is that right now, this is something that uh, Sean Cannell and Benji Travis talk about in YouTube Secrets. They, they call it the tent pole strategy. And this is something uh, tent pole really kind of relates to. Uh, it relates to holidays. It relates to current events. It relates to something that's happening in the current time frame that we're involved in. So, you know, if you're making a if you make videos on Bitcoin or crypto or, uh, you know, blockchain or something like that. Uh, the, the whole FTX thing right now, you would, you'll see a lot of creators making videos on that right now because that is a trending topic. It's something that's happening right now. Uh, people are searching for it, looking for answers. So if they make a video on that, it's going to take place. And so now you can look at these events uh, you know, around uh, Thanksgiving, around Christmas, uh, things that are happening in your neighborhoods that if there's something that pops up, um, there was uh, we had a historical uh, tour in our neighborhood. They do this once a year where they open up like four or five homes you, and you walk, you walk the neighborhood and you go into like four or five homes. People open up their homes. I was actually on that home tour uh, two years ago and I, I went to go make a video on this and I thought this was kind of cool. It was, it was um, you know, something that probably not a lot of people are searching for, but at, at the same time, I thought if I go toward the historic neighborhood, take people in, you know, three or four different homes and show them around might be a, a cool video. Now, the thing is, is that uh, every condition for that day <laughs> did not work out and I ended up not being able to make a video from everything that I, that I worked out. And that's just the way it happens sometimes. But uh, a couple uh, seasonal videos you could say that I've made that are still searchable and still doing well is, uh, let me see, let me see if I can get Nez up here. Um, is, you know, lake life, uh, lake life in Dallas, and then also uh, snowing in Texas. Does it snow in Texas? So last year, uh, last year or in 2021, we had the, the ice storm. This was something that hadn't happened. It was like the hundred year storm in Dallas where, you know, we had a foot, I don't know, a ton of snow, more snow than I've ever seen before in my life here get dumped and then it froze for an entire week. So everything froze for a whole week. Normally if it snows in Texas, it's a very light, it happens once every five years. It's a very light layer, or at least in Dallas, very light la layer and the next day it'll be 70 degrees and everything will be gone anyways, you know? And so uh, literally I was just looking at pictures last year of December 25th and I'm outside on my porch <laughs> without a shirt on <laughs> uh, soaking in some sun on December 25th. And so that's typically where a lot of our 
our Christmas time falls right now, uh, it doesn't really get cold until January. But in February can be a little iffy, but February we had this massive snowstorm come through, froze everything for a week. And so I, I use that opportunity to make a video, does it snow in Texas? Which of course we get that question a lot, but it might be high, more highly searchable uh, during the winter time than it is during the summertime. Because now if people are making that move during the winter time, you've got, you've got the people uh, like my man Nez here living in sunny Southern California that doesn't understand what it, what snow is or, or uh, you know, extreme heat, right? Now he's got perfect weather there all the time. And it's just, uh, it's something that, uh, it is a question, but the way we framed it was, you know, does it snow in Texas? That is a, a search term that people are interested in finding out information on, uh, you know, whenever they're thinking about moving to Dallas. So for that standpoint, it may only be highly searchable, you know, during the winter months when people are thinking about moving in the fourth quarter or the first quarter and they're curious about that type of information, but it becomes relevant at least every year. But then if you have your random people searching that information throughout the rest of the year, they're, they're going to find that video. The same thing with lake life in Dallas, you know. Uh, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, that it's still something like uh, we, we highlighted what it's like to live here in Dallas because, uh, or, or to have fun on the lake because we don't have the beaches, we don't have the mountains. Uh, it's just flat here. <laughs> my, my biggest complaint with Dallas, flat in Dallas. Uh, but we have lakes. We got five lakes within 15 minutes of Dallas, depending on where you're at. Really cool lakes. You, boating, water skiing. Uh, wakeboarding, wake surfing, cliff jumping. Uh, I mean, you've got a lot of the lakes around Dallas, even though we don't have much elevation change, ha does have some elevation changes around the lake. So there's opportunities for some cliff jumping and, and swimming hole, you know, things like that, fishing boat, all that stuff. So that's what we grew up on is the lake. And so we highlight that in a video and talk about the lake life. Uh, and so again, that is something that may be semi-seasonal, uh, and considered uh, seasonal content, but it's evergreen in the fact that we know that people are gonna be looking for that information uh, consistently at least year to year. So, so that's something to just keep in mind that, and again, it, it's your channel, so you can always film what you wanna film. We just always default to you know something that is, is searchable a lot of the time because our channel is geared toward people that are researching uh, looking to make their move, you know, we want to we want to focus on topics that people are are constantly looking for. But since we got uh, we got a special guest, a surprise guest today, my main man uh, Nez. Nez, are you there? Are you there? It's fantastic to see you, uh, Levi. Yeah, I am here. And you know what? I wish that we had your sunny tax code that you have in Texas here in <laughs> California because we pay for the sunshine, trust me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you got that sunshine tax. Sunshine tax, man, it sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, my man? I'm doing fantastic, dude. I haven't been on Clubhouse in a long time, but I just happened to pop in. I, I, I was actually, I'm so used to Twitter spaces, I thought if I clicked on I don't even know what I'm clicking anymore. I wasn't even trying to get on stage. I just love listening to you, but I appreciate you bringing me up here, and uh, I know you're just crushing it. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing well. Absolutely. So, uh, well, can I take advantage of you while you're here then? Please, by all means. <laughs> all right, good. Well, 
Well, uh, tell us what's what's new in your world. And of course, you know we have a lot of real estate agents in here, and and also uh, I know that you've you've recently. I know you started a new channel. Uh, I want to say what maybe eight months ago. Eight, maybe a year now, and I know how time flies. Sometimes I know you started another channel, even though you have a uh, your your main channel right now just broke over twenty thousand subs. Congratulations! But the new channel you started, which you said you did about two years worth of market research, right? Before did I hear that correctly? Before you did two years of research before you you released that channel. Yeah, so thank you so much, Levi and Christy. Great to see you too. And I, and I love this room because I think what you're doing, Levi, is groundbreaking in the real estate space and video. I mean, let me just say this because I want to provide a lot of value to this room if I can. Content has literally been the engine, specifically video content, has been the engine to all of my businesses. So we have multiple channels, more than just two. And you're right, Levi, we started that new channel in 2021. It just passed 20,000 subs, over 7 million views. Um, and, and look, I'm not an anomaly. I'm not, there's nothing special about me. I just know, as Levi has proven, and his amazing channel, that video is where it's at. And YouTube is unbelievable and shorts is unbelievable and TikTok is unbelievable like literally everybody in this room if you're not taking out your phone and just simply recording your day-to-day -day or recording your expertise in your specific vertical whether it's real estate investment whether you're showing a house whether you're a broker agent etc etc I think you're leaving as Levi has proven tons of money on the table and so i'm just saying right now if i can just provide value to this room that not only seasonal content or semi-seasonal content but content truly is king and the fact that we literally have the most amazing cameras on our phones in our back pocket there is literally nothing stopping you from creating free traffic organic traffic, organic leads, organic sales. Levi was on our podcast. I mean, I know you're probably broke the 90 million, you know, record. I mean, I know you're doing phenomenal. I'm so in awe of what you're doing. Levi is living proof that this works beyond anybody's imagination. So I'm just another example, if you will, and I'm happy to answer any other questions. I don't know how, how long you're, you're doing this, Levi. I actually don't have any client meetings this morning, so I'm just doing emails and miscellaneous stuff. Uh, content strategy stuff, but I'm happy to answer any questions. Yeah, of course, man. Well, you you know, always welcome. You're a friend of the family, Nez, so uh, absolutely welcome. But yeah, if anybody has any questions, you can throw them in the chat. But you brought up a good point. You know, we we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We had a uh, we hosted a private training uh, with Carlos Redlick, who is one of the top copywriters in the country. And you know, this is something that we discussed. Was uh, we were actually talking about email. Uh, you know, content, email content marketing. And of course, you can incorporate video with that as well. But, you know, something that uh, we discussed yesterday, I think Jennifer was there too. So we talked about how every agent right now 
every person, not just agent, but especially real estate agents make a hundred pieces of content every single day. It's just your choice whether you decide to document that or not. And you know, you can look at things, if you start to look at things in a different way versus uh, some agents may be like, oh my God, I've got to show six homes today, which first of all, you should be thrilled you're showing six homes to any client. <laughs> you know, uh, That's always a blessing. But if you say, you know, some will say, oh, I've got to show six homes today. It's going to take up all my time. I'm going to be, I won't have time to do anything else. We're going to be running all over the place. Or you flip that script and you say, oh, I'm going to be showing six homes today. Every single home I go to, I'm going to look for three to four different content ideas. What can I pull out of this? What can I find? And we talked about, you can even turn that into um, even more benefit to your client. So think about, you walk into a house with the client and show them around. I know uh, some agents will, will walk in the front door and be like, cool, check things out, you know, walk around the house, come back, let me know what you think. Some will actually walk with them room to room to room. Uh, some will, the I think the best ones will go preview the house first, get to know it a little bit, talk to the listing agent, get some uh, insider details, and then be able to relay that whenever they go through that. That takes a little bit more time, but it's well worth But if you go in with a home, in the home with a client, you say, okay, hey, um, you look around, I'm going to look around, let's come back and meet, you know, at the end and compare, you know, pros and cons. And then you go around and you start to look at, oh, I like this. I like what they did here. I would never buy this house after I saw this. Oh, I would absolutely buy this house just because of this one feature. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, this upgrade is nice. Oh, this upgrade adds value. This upgrade doesn't add value. And you just by walking around that house, you've got four, five, six pieces of content right there that you can walk away with and you either have a little notepad or you take notes on your phone or you take a short little two to three second clip. Like if you see uh, a major foundation issue that you can spot easily, you, you take a quick little two or three second video of that and you make a note. And then whenever you leave at the end of the day or you do it in your car, as soon as that's done, you can be like, hey, you know, I was just in this house and I found the one thing that would make me never, ever buy a house. And I noticed this. And you you think about hook story offer, right? Beginning, middle, end. And, and you could simply record a reel, um, a, a short video, uh, depending how fast or slow you want to go. And, and, and then you could add in if you want to do a little post-production or even add in that little B-roll clip of the, of the video, the short video that you actually took. And therefore, if you're showing six homes that day and you're able to pour, uh, pull, you know, five pieces of content from each home, you've got 30, you could have a month's worth of content on in reels in one day you know, for the next month, if you wanted to post a reel today. So you find five pieces of content per house, you show six homes and you've got your whole month's worth of content. Now imagine if you show six more homes the next day, guess what's going to happen? You could potentially have another 30 pieces of content. Now you're two months in advance in two days. Now you're working with content in your schedule. And, and then at the end of the day, you're like, Oh, by the way, I was talking with my client today. They had this question and their question was this. And then you answer all the questions that your client asked you throughout the day. So you make note of that stuff. And instead of being like, oh my God, my client asked me another question, uh, you should be thankful for them. <laughs> Actually, I want clients with more questions because then I can, I can regurgitate those answers 
on video and and put that out there and start to help other people and provide that value. And so we've always got to look for ways that if we if we think we're too busy, which I don't think anybody should be too busy for video because video does not take time. It makes you time. Not only does it make you time, it compounds your time. But if you're really that slam jammed pack uh, and working with clients, dealing with family, uh, you know, trying to find that work-life balance, then document while you work, you know, take process. Just like right now on this clubhouse call, the reason I still do these NES, uh, number one is to provide value. Uh, number two is to uh, to be available on this platform, which some people find it easier to find us on Clubhouse than other platforms. Number three, it, we can repurpose this to our podcast, which we're doing right now. Uh, and number four, I'm being recorded on video right now. So now this also becomes a potential of probably at least 20 different reels that we could pull out from this content. So just by doing this, this this doesn't take me an hour. This is not a, an hour waste of my time. This is an extremely productive hour for me, but it's not just because of the fact that I'm sitting on Clubhouse. It's for the fact that I can use this in so many different ways for podcasting, for Clubhouse, for uh, Reels, uh, for uh, video podcast. And so it's going to get repurposed and, and, re and turned into so much more that that's why it's beneficial for me to do it. But ultimately, I do get to still provide value, help people out, answer questions, be available, be present. And like I always say, I won't give up on you if you don't. So, you know, I'm here in the same places every single week. Uh, and even whenever I travel, I do everything I can to maintain the same schedule so I can be here and be present to, to help those that are on this journey as well, because I know that this can absolutely change your life, just like it's changed my life, just like it's changed Nez's life. Uh, you know, I think I think I could say this has changed Chrissy's life, hopefully, uh, for the fact that even though uh, she doesn't make direct content for us, you know, it's provided her uh, a full time job and and an opportunity to, you know, to to know, uh, to have something that she's working with. Um, and this is something that when we talked initially and she can chime in, you know, she used to work uh, contract basis with multiple clients and, and there's benefits to that. There's also some downsides to that where you've got to deal with multiple people and handle different accounts. And then, uh, you know, if they're, if they don't have you on full time, it's, it's could be by job. And so your income could be a little bit, uh, up and down or, you know, different month to month to where, you know, now you have that opportunity, um, working on hopefully something that she enjoys doing and loves doing. And, and, and so it's, this has provided so much opportunity and then everybody else that we have in our team and our staff. Uh, and, and the thing is, is like, uh, you know, one of our agents, David just posted, uh, in our Slack channel with our team posted yesterday or a couple of days ago, how thankful he was, you know, to have met us and to have joined the team. And as a first year agent, uh, you know, to make over six figures uh, from the YouTube leads that we've given him, just one person on our team. And the thing is, is that David met me in a park. I, Alex and I were there droning. Uh, we were making a video uh, at a park and we were droning that park and David was there walking his dog, had just got his real estate license the day before and was sitting there walking his dog and got curious about what we were doing, came over introduced himself to me, 
and said, hey, yeah, what you guys working on? And it's like, oh, we're droning. You know, we, uh, we have a YouTube channel focused on real estate, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I just got my real estate license yesterday. I'm actually interviewing some, some teams and brokers to, to join. I was like, cool, come by our office. Let's talk. And, you know, he, he joined up with us. And in his first year, uh, I think he's at 140000 in GCI just from his cut of what we've provided him. And he's never had to cold call or door knock, just literally just walked in. We've actually got four, four brand new agents on our team. Um, that brand new, I mean, just licensed and they've, they've hit over six figures, uh, you know, just from, just from the YouTube leads, we were able to pass on to them. Uh, you know, and the thing is, is that none of our clients ever blinked an eye that they weren't working with me directly. They were just happy to be working with the team to happy to be working with somebody from the team, a representative from the team. And so, you know, those types of things, um, happen and this, this opportunity, can absolutely change your life. Um, and same thing with Nez, someone who has built his whole business, um, his businesses and career over the last several, several years um, on content. Actually, he's one of the pioneers um, probably back in the day. When did you first start putting out content, Nez? Oh my God, I, uh, it's been, it's been a minute, uh, for sure. Um, and, and I just want to, I just want to say this really quickly about what you just said. I think what you just said is so insanely valuable because I truly believe that repurposing is like the eighth wonder of the world. And I think as, as business owners, content creators, real estate agents, etc., entrepreneurs, our biggest commodity, our most valuable commodity is time. And if you don't have a big team like Levi does, because I know a lot of us don't have huge teams, even I myself, I have very small, just a few kind of people that, that work with me and I outsource. Um, like like time is your biggest foe. It's your it's your most valuable thing. So so taking advantage of repurposing content and podcasting and, and slicing it up. And definitely I know you've talked about this, Levi, especially for real estate, short form content. I think vertical video on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, even Snapchat. I'm telling you, real estate on Snapchat is still very, very huge. And I, I, I made a prediction on Twitter recently. I think Snapchat's going to make a huge comeback. Actually, um, this is this is what this is what this is all about. It's freeing up time. And I know for you, Levi, taking advantage of of, of these amazing search engines. You're getting leads in your sleep. So, I mean, repurposing content, 1 billion percent behind that. And what, and Nez, so now you mentioned short form content. So that's something uh, we just did a, an update. Uh, we did a whole module of this in our course as well. But we talked about this, I think, two or three episodes ago on, on the podcast about the shorts update. Anything you would like to share? I mean, uh, they've got my perspective. Uh, any any perspective you'd like to share on the shorts update? I think this is massive for for real estate because before my my viewpoint was I know Nez um, last year when they released shorts. Of course, we were in these clubhouse rooms quite a bit. There was there was a lot more YouTube rooms back in the day, uh, which was great because I was learning YouTube, uh, still learning YouTube, but really really uh, I was hyper learning YouTube and. And so I jumped in all the YouTube rooms before I got into real estate rooms. And, you know, I experimented with shorts. I didn't really like what I what I found on my channel, you know, and so I paused. Now with this whole new update, I've taken a whole different perspective. I think it's a game changer. I feel like YouTube is trying to take over 
every platform right now because now they they are the king of long form. They're they're fastly gaining traction on short form. They now have the community tab, which kind of gives the the platform a little social media aspect. Um, but it's really cool because you can do polls and questions and 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 create real engagement. Every time we do a poll on our channel, it's it's massive engagement compared to just posting a picture or something like that. Uh, you know, and now you have this opportunity, but now with shorts being searchable, which by the way, the funny thing was, Nez, was that the shorts I experimented with last year, which I posted about 21 uh, in a row in, in 21 days, they've all, in the last month or so, they've all, in combination, over 5,000 views, and the number one driver is search. So all of those shorts from last year are now popping up uh, in the search results, and we're seeing this now with the new shorts we started posting is they're getting that, they're hitting that shorts feed. And so the shorts feed is becoming the number one driver in the beginning. But as soon as that shorts feed dies off and they get pulled from it, at least from our channel, then YouTube search is coming up as number two and it's already starting to overtake um, some of the, as the number one driver. So right now shorts are very searchable. What's your, what's your thoughts on shorts right now? I just love what you just said. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two major updates I think you're talking about. One is obviously shorts revenue sharing, which is coming in January, February of 2023, and I, and I have to caveat that because I don't think I don't think it's going to be um, as lucrative in the beginning. Kind of just like with a lot of uh, new iterations, it takes a little time to work out all the chinks. But um, I think that's huge. But what you just said. Let me just say this. I'll preface this. I mean, this is all about adaptation, okay? Um, TikTok is literally where the culture is right now. It's literally – there's going maybe a lot of people who disagree with me on this. TikTok is where the culture is. I mean, careers are being made. Musicians, if they get their song on a viral you know, TikTok run, their careers are – unbelievably profoundly boosted real estate holy mackerel i mean education creators um you you have everything from people who work on wall street to plumbers that are just absolutely creating massive leads massive revenue massive sales on tiktok the reason i'm starting with tiktok is this there would be no youtube shorts without tiktok there would be no instagram reels without TikTok. There would be no Facebook Reels without TikTok. And so, and even short form content on Amazon now. Uh, you know, we have, we're, we're Amazon influencers. My wife and I, that's one of our businesses is creating content and going live on Amazon and selling products, affiliate sales. Um, short form content on Amazon is, is blowing up. The entire culture is shifted right now. And the reason this is, the vice, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the chief product officer, Neil Mohan at YouTube, said this in an interview recently. He said, when we started the creator economy in 2007, you know, everything was different back then. Creating video was much more rigorous. It required much more videography and production acumen. That, with the advent of all the latest technologies, and I'm talking specifically about that thing that you're listening to this on, your phone is the equalizer. Everybody in this room, if you're not creating short snippets of content and repurposing that natively. This is what I do. This is how I grew 
one of my channels, and actually one of my channels is primarily shorts. I've got one short right now that's getting 20,000 views a day. A day. Mm-hmm. It's already at, it's already at 300,000 views. And these are people who are not only subscribing, but they're also opting in to my email list. I mean, the, the, I can go on and on about that, but here's what I want to say, because this is about you guys, not me. This is the equalizer. Short-form content, vertical video is the equalizer. You no longer, as a matter of fact, we have noticed engagement actually goes up the less production value you even bring to your content now. I mean, it's like just being real. The only criteria now is just being real, being authentic, and actually making it about whoever you're creating that content for and not about yourself. And you can really get free. I mean, this is insane. Free marketing, free leads, free traffic, free website visitors, free email list. Uh, I mean, the CPA is zero. Your cost per acquisition with these short form content that you can you can repurpose on all these different platforms, it's absolutely insane. And it's not gonna last, y'all. It's not gonna last. If you don't jump on this now, you're really, really gonna be mistaken. If you wanna talk about some tips on how to do it, Levi, you're the king at this. I, I'm happy to offer my two cents, but I just want to say this. The reason all these other platforms are, are in existence is because of TikTok. Everybody in this room should pay attention because it's not for kids. It's not for kicks and giggles anymore. There are people, creators, real estate agents, brokers, et cetera, et cetera, making seven-figure sales with vertical video seven figure guys not six figure not even multiple six figure we're talking seven figure and above and so a couple of them are my clients and so i'm telling you right now this is the greatest era i've ever seen if you're a business owner content creator small business smb large business etc this is the greatest era because your ad spend can literally be nil that's huge that is huge. And since you open up the, the let the cat out of the bag there, Nez, what are some of your tips? <laughs> I mean, people hear me talk all the time. So what, what are a couple of your tips that you could share? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the first thing is, is that you have to understand um, who it is that what, what, what's your objective? What's your purpose? Are you trying to get leads? Are you trying to be? Are you trying to increase brand awareness? Are you trying to get sales? Are you trying to get conversions? What is your, your purpose? And here's what I would say, don't try to sell anything in your content, especially initially. What I think is really the the bottom line and what I think is the most important is what you're doing is you're presenting yourself, you're presenting your business, you're presenting what you do, and there is nothing that people are attracted to more than who you are as an individual or business. Um, there's a reason why some of these, you know, large corporations and large businesses, there's a reason why they thrive and there's a reason why they don't thrive. And a lot of it has to do with inauthenticity and feeling like they're being sold on something. Um, I think people don't opt into your accolades, your degrees, your, your, uh, you know, your past accomplishments. What they opt into is your energy. Your energy is everything. I hire based on energy as well. And so it, this is what I'm this is what I mean by this. What I mean is when you're creating content, don't sell, just demonstrate. Just document as Levi said. And if you're in the education space or you're trying to help people, then just do that. 
people are not stupid your audience is not stupid if they really like you and you present to them in an authentic way who you are and how you can help them they will find ways to reach out to you you don't have to always say follow or subscribe you don't have to always say you know make sure you get this or make sure you get this or i got this for you i got that for you just provide value be absolutely capital r real and build your audience build your presence and then you know i'm not i'm i love sales there's nobody who loves sales more than i do but when you take them down that funnel the customer journey i know every there's some smart people in this room right now when you take them down that funnel first you need to introduce yourself build that trust once you build that ethos and you get them on the phone like Levi does and like all these amazing entrepreneurs do, once you get them past that first stage of awareness, then you can go into your pitch and go into your, uh, uh, you know, your sales. And that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But right now, I would say just it's about presenting who you are. So if you're, if let's, let's say you're a real estate agent, right? So I think just presenting an open house and talking about it is fantastic. You're not selling. You're just saying, maybe here's an example. Here's three things I do to make sure here's a topic idea for anybody in this room who's a real estate agent. Here's three things I do to make sure an open house goes smoothly. You're not selling. You're not selling anything. You're just simply showing, presenting, maybe entertaining and helping people understand who you are, what you do, and how you can provide for them, right? Um, here's four productivity hacks that I use to make sure that my schedule, my week, is run smooth as a real estate broker. Here's five tips on what you need to do if somebody's looking to back out of escrow or somebody's not ready to sign the dotted line. I don't know. These are just ideas. Don't sell. Show document, help, provide value. I think those are just some little things that you can do. And also, and also last thing I'll say, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, uh, monopolize here because I know Levi's got great tips. Um, last thing is, is do a little bit of research because Levi mentioned that with our other channel. Um, we did do a ton of research. I don't think anybody needs to do that much, but we did do a ton of research because we wanted to make sure every video was perfect or as perfect as it can be. Find out what other successful real estate agents aka levi lasek find out what he's doing look at his channel i'm looking at his channel right now he's almost at twenty thousand subscribers 1.5 million views that's phenomenal levi um find out what are his most popular videos and what's he talking about how is he garnering those kinds of numbers and just you know like any business owner you know, you need to analyze, you need to analyze and then execute, analyze and execute. That's the name of the game. Yeah, that, that's awesome. You know, it's funny that um, you said, uh, like, walk people through the open house. I mean, or here's three tips to run a successful open house. Or, you know, you could say, hey, if you're selling your home and uh, your agent is holding an open house, make sure they're doing these three things. <laughs> What's funny there is that if somebody that's said, perfect. yeah, that's perfect. And, and here's the thing is, is you're not knocking another agent. You're not tearing anybody down, but you're saying, make sure your agent does this. And what then you're creating a, a, a call to action inadvertently, because guess what some people will do? They'll say, hey, by the way, you're doing an open house on my home this weekend. Uh, but I noticed, uh, you know, this, you know, uh, Nez said I should, you should be doing these three things. Are you doing these three things? Well, no, I'm not doing. OK, why are you not doing that? Well, I'm not doing it because it creates that conversation. And then what happens? You know, you know, you always 
hate to talk to that person that says, well, my mama said, right? You know, or someone always references the expert versus uh, who you're talking to. And so you start positioning yourself as the expert without tearing anybody down or talking smack or saying, oh, here's what other agents don't do. Just say, hey, if if you're selling your home and your agent's holding an open house for you this weekend, make sure they're doing these three things. Something very simple, uh, tips and tricks. I mean, you could leave even leave that part out if you wanted to. You could say, hey, if you're thinking about selling your home, uh, but again, these are just all kinds of opportunities that you have. And if you're at an open house, that's the other thing. Most people, most agents will see that, um, you know, some know how to capitalize on that 100% because there are certain ways to hold highly successful open houses. Some agents absolutely hate it because they feel like they sit there uh, for two hours or three and, and, and waste their time. Uh, so, but if you go in in that open house, and first of all, again, you go back to what we talked about. Ooh, could I make 20? I bet you I could make 30 or 40 pieces of content if I sat in a house for at least two hours easily. Um, and I would look at five or six things I could address in the kitchen, five or six things I could address in the bathroom, in the bedroom, in that bedroom, in the living room. And, you know, that's the thing. As you go through these different homes, I mean, you think about how you can maximize that and use that to your potential. But I want to jump back real quick, um, Nez. You said uh, you're you're getting people to your email list. Uh, do you mind sharing uh, if it's not too much to pry on? Uh, how, is there do you have a certain method of how that's working, or is it just having it in your description and people are finding it because they're enjoying the content? Or that's a great question, and I, and I just want to add one more thing about what you said about the content and and making sure if your real estate is, agent is doing an open house, here are five things you want to make sure they're doing. Just real quick, Levi. What you're what you're doing with that content is you're literally three dimensionalizing yourself, because you know your website is two dimensional, right? Your business card two dimensional, your certificate, your your testimonials, which is, which are fantastic, it's all two dimensional. It's it's when they see you on video and they hear you, they feel you, they get to know your personality, your vibe, your energy. Like I said before. They might go, well, hey, Levi just gave me five tips on what I should know if my agent is having an open house. But you know what? I kind of dig this guy, Levi. So maybe I should give this guy, Levi, a, a, a call. And then you go to his YouTube channel and you say, oh, there's a contact. There's this. There's a there's an email address I can contact. There's a phone number, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like your, your ability to show rather than tell this is literally age-old uh, uh, wisdom, showing rather than telling. Instead of telling me you're amazing, instead of telling me you're the best, show me. Show me you can do that now with your phone through a vertical video better than ever before. Now, email list. Thank you, Levi. When I, I So there's two things that I would say. Number one, it's always in the description. It's always in the description. It's my number one thing that I ever do a call to action towards because – Everybody in this room, one thing I should have done years ago, I mean, when I first started back in the Stone Age, I should have done this years ago. I didn't get into email marketing till way later, which was the dumbest thing, the biggest mistake I ever made. The only asset that you own is your email list. And so if YouTube shuts down tomorrow, which is not going to happen, uh, but let's say your channel gets hacked or let's say you get uh, this has happened to me before. You know, you get your channel deleted for no rhyme or reason. Uh, even if it's unjustified, it takes paperwork, decades of going back and forth to get your channel back up. 
your audience, your email list is the asset that you solely own and that is your biggest money maker. Biggest money maker. Even if even in physical physical meetings, etc., you should always be trying to accrue. Uh, the email of anybody you're talking to potentially, especially in your videos. So I do it a couple of ways, uh, Levi. Number one, it's always in the description. Number two, it's in the pinned comment. So pinned comment on YouTube, okay? It's in my bio on TikTok. It's in my bio on Instagram, okay? And after I provide them with value, it's only after so you just said something amazing, which is a great topic for anybody should incorporate in their videos, which is, hey, here's five things. If your agent is doing an open house, make sure they do these five things at the end of that video and only at the end. And this is what I would do. And it takes literally one sentence. OK, hey, if you enjoyed this video and you want more tips, I have a free newsletter that you can sign up for. It'll make sure you'll never miss another video like this and great information to help you with your real estate business. One sentence. Now, I just did that off the top of my head. You can kind of hone it down, but literally just one sentence. This is what I do with all my videos in the pinned comment, free newsletter, sign up, doesn't cost you a thing, and you'll always be in the know. That's it. One sentence. You have to, this is what I learned the hard way, Levi, and everybody listening. People, people need to be told what to do. I always thought, well, they're smart. They'll figure it out. It's in the description. It's in the pinned comment. It's on my website. They're going to find. No, 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 no. People need to be told what to do. You want to talk about sales. When you're on a sales call, nobody closes better than I do. Okay. When you're on a sales call, you need to tell them which package to buy. You need to tell them which product they need, which service they need. You need to tell them what to do. They can say F off, right? They can say screw you. But you need to tell people what to do. You have to, and you need to do it with confidence. And if you believe in your product and service like I do, and I know like Levi does, that confidence is going to exude naturally. So you need to tell people what to do. Hey, in the pinned comment, hey, in the description, hey, the link in my bio here on TikTok, go click on it. It's absolutely capital F-R-E-E free. Go sign up and you'll never miss another giveaway, another contest, another uh, amazing video, another amazing podcast, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you're, whatever you're selling is. And that is, it's paid massive dividends, massive dividends. Yeah. The call to action, ask for the business, simple, simple sales 101, because if you're not asking for the business, you'll have no business. And uh, I, I love that. So I want to steal that Levi. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just made that up. Thanks. So, you know, that's the thing is we, we talk about this, uh, you know, if you're not doing calls to action, so it's for those of you that have a heavy influence on Instagram right now, actually, we talked about this an episode or two ago on the podcast with Carlos Redlick, um, on copywriting was Instagram calls to action. Now here's the thing. Most agents that I see and their, their biggest following or presence is on Instagram, and they're they're thinking about you know breaking into YouTube or other or, or other platforms. 
the the thing is is that how many times have you done a direct call to action? You can't just post um, just listed, just sold, market report. You know, here's this, here's that. Maybe you post some reels educating people. Uh, maybe you do post, hey, if you're having an open house, here's the three things you do. But you have to have a call to action at the end of that somewhere. Now that doesn't mean you have to do it every single time, but you could post, uh, you know. You could post polls, right? You can post polls on your story. You can post, uh, you know, DM me. You can say DM me this. If you post a poll, think of it this. Uh, how many of you would like to get last year's interest rates in today's market? Just simply by doing that poll and then just say yes or no. Everybody that says yes, guess what? That you you say, you they're gonna say yes. It shows you on Instagram who answered yes and then you DM them, hey, so you want to get last year's interest rates in today's market? Yeah. Hey, um, what's your phone number? I can give you a quick call. That simple. So you have to have some sort of calls to action. If you don't follow uh, Ryan Pineda, Nez, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with Ryan Pineda. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. He, I mean, real estate space. Uh, but let's say uh, even Ryan Serhant did this. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. But Ryan Pineda, if you watch any of his reels, it's always a call to action. It's a, it's a hook story offer. It's hook story offer is what it is. He will tell you a story and like he's in a flip house. If he's in a flip house, he'll, he'll educate you on something that he did. Somehow he added value to the flip house. You know, he, he expanded this room, closed it off this wall, did something, tells you that story. And then at the end, he'll say, DM me the word flip and I'll send you some information on how I do, you know, do a hundred flips uh, a year, blah, blah, blah. And so that's his call to action. And it's very simple where people DM him uh, the word flip. And of course that triggers the sales team. And he'll say that someone from my team will reach out to you. And that's, and so they know anybody that DMs them is a highly qualified candidate. Number one, because they watched a a 40, 50 second reel of him telling the entire story and got to the end for him to say, DM me. Then they DM'd him. So that is a very highly qualified lead at that point. Same thing as if you post a story or you post a reel. If you post a reel right now and you say, man, everyone says this market's absolutely crazy. Interest rates are through the roof. Nobody would ever buy in this market. It seems like the interest rates are the highest ever. However, I'm still getting calls every single day. And you know why? Because we're getting our clients last year's interest rates in today's market. And if you'd like to know how, DM me the word interest rate, you know, or uh, today's or today's uh, market. You know, it's just you just have some sort of call to action. It's very simple. So somebody can directly DM you. Uh, answer a question on a poll, do something along those lines to where if you want to actually monetize Instagram, in my opinion, that's the best way to do it is you provide that value, but then every other day or two or three times a week, you specifically make a reel or a story with that call to action to, to you know, monetize your audience, which that's the whole reason that people are doing this in the first place. You know, for us, Hey, um, I have call to actions all over the place. And that's again, why, uh, I'm, I'm putting myself in so many different areas is because I know that there's different styles of learners. I know there's auditory visual readers and writers and kinesthetic learners. And so, you know, the reason we have a podcast is because that's where we reach the auditory learners. You know, the reason we write copy, we write blogs and emails is for the readers and the writers, uh, you know, the reason we do 
video, um, I mean, video is our business, but that is more geared towards visual people could also be kinesthetic. The reason I do clubhouse, this is interactive. You know, people can come up and ask questions and, and, you know, we can interact with them. That's why I do lives. That's why Nez does lives every Sunday morning. It's like church for Nez, right? Um, I'm sure he goes to church as well, but every Sunday morning, you know, it's just part of his schedule. It's part of his routine. Every Sunday you will catch Nez live. And guess what? I can go on there and I know I can depend on Nez. I can depend. He's going to be there every Sunday. I can depend if I want to ask questions, he'll answer them. Uh, and he does a minimum of hours, sometimes two on those lives. That's direct feedback, direct value to the community. And he's been consistent on that for the, uh, for the year and a half or, uh, more. Well, shoot, man, we may be at the two year mark coming up that, that I've known as been extremely consistent on that. And so, you know, that is, is how you develop that audience. And then when you have those calls to action, that people don't think twice about it. Nobody thinks, oh, you're just trying to get one over on them because they see so much value. And then, of course, you get the ones that are consuming so much of your content anyways, they're going to reach out to you on their own. They don't need a call to action, you know, because they're just, they're, they're in the process. They're already bought in. And that's what the great thing about video does is video builds that relationship for you. You know, uh, I mean, everyone says in real estate that they, they're in the relationship business, uh, which is great, but uh, that's a lot of work to build relationships. And if you uh, cold call somebody or meet them at Starbucks, it's going to take a lot of legwork um, you know, to build that relationship. And they may not even be in the market for 12, 18, 24, or 36 months. They may not even consider buying a home for the next three years. So that that is a that's a lot of legwork that has to be put in on the front end. Nothing wrong with that, but I can also make a video or two or three or four or multiple videos. And once that person gets closer uh, to their timeline and they start researching and consuming content, guess what's going to happen? Uh, we become their agent by default because we end up providing so much value and so much information that you get bought into it. And and that's what video does for you, builds that relationship. And we know this because Think of all the spouses out there, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say the husbands. All the husbands that say, uh, oh, I can't stand that orange, uh, Real Housewives show, right? Because they have a Real Housewives show for every city now. I can't stand that show. And then guess what happens? The, the, the spouse, the wife is watching that every single week, same time. And the husband catches like a, a, an episode here or there. Here's some, some of this. Oh, that's so stupid. Everyone's so petty and, and uh, stuck up. And then guess what happens? One day... Fourth episode, he sits down on the couch. <laughs> sits down on the couch. And then next thing you know, uh, the next week, um, just decides to sit down on the couch again. Three episodes later, uh, the next week, husband's like, uh, hey, so when's that uh, When's that uh, housewife show coming on? I kind of like Bob. You know, the hu husband Bob is kind of cool. I relate to him. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like him. So I, I, I'm going to watch a little bit more because of Bob, not because of the housewives, but because of Bob. And then guess what, you know, then the season's over. And then the guy's like, when's the next season of a uh, housewives coming out? Because what happens is they just get caught up in the content. And as they consume more, how many times have you listened to a radio show or, or watched a content creator? Um, or, you know, like that for the, the housewives. And I just say that, uh, jokingly, because I know that's happened with a lot of people. So 
the thing is, is that uh, as you consume more content, sometimes you just develop that relationship with a person by default. I mean, there's there's content creators on YouTube that at first I didn't really, you know, like them or their personality necessarily, but the content they put out was good and it was beneficial and I could learn from it. Uh, and then what happened was over, you know, a couple of weeks, couple, you know, several episodes, I was kind of like, ah, well, this person's not so bad after all. Oh, I kind of, uh, they're kind of quirky. Oh, I kind of, you know, they're kind of cool. Uh, you know, and now it's like, I would like to meet that person one day. But sometimes just that initial reaction is, um, you know, doesn't quite mesh with our personality initially. And so sometimes we create a barrier or a wall and we kind of go, uh, you know, uh, now that's the thing is that if that happens in person, you know, if you meet somebody in Starbucks and they don't connect with you right away, you know, you may never have the opportunity to work with that person. But if that person goes out and starts searching on YouTube and maybe they didn't like you at first, but then they're kind of like, they start watching more and more of that content. They realize that there's the value there. It's the information they're looking for. And then they're just kind of like, you know what, why not, why not call this person? You know, they've, we, we've been watching them every week anyways, might as well reach out and, and give them a call. And so you can, you can build that up and build those relationships. So so, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's just, uh, my man, Brandon, what's up, Brandon? You know, I was actually just thinking about you yesterday, Brandon, I was putting on my nice, uh, dude, I got some, I got, you got to see, man. I don't know if you saw one of my stories. I got some black Levi's. That's what they're called. They're black Levi's they're Jordans, uh, but they're Levi jeans edition. So they're actual <laughs> denim jeans. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are fire. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, my man? How you doing, man? What you up to? Oh man, I'm good, man. Good to hear you, man. Good to see you. Congrats. Um, funny thing, about a week and a half ago, um, uh, our team has this coach, and he mentioned your name, and he said he was doing some. He, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing some work with this guy Levi. Last guy to Texas. I said, wait a minute, what? <laughs> um, it's Joe from Iowa. You know Joe? Uh, Joe, yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that was a funny story, man. I, I, it, it's ironic to hear, you know, how it all come together. So that was kind of dope, man. But um, yeah, I just had a quick question. I know you're probably about to get off here. Um, my question is, how would you, um, and maybe even Nez can answer to this, how would you talk or coach someone or give advice to someone who's been on a hiatus from social media as you see i have levi um but i need to get my shit together man so what you know what i mean like would you go make a reintroduction video or would you just act like hey i've been here every day you know what i mean nez i'll i'll give you the honor you want to tackle that one first it's nice to meet you brandon uh, uh thank you for being here yeah that's a great question um I don't think it's required that you do a, uh, a reintroduction video because quite honestly, I'll just be blunt. Nobody really cares. Um, when it, here's something that's really important to know because this is for you, Brandon. I think everybody who's listening, when people click on your video or when they're swiping through reels or TikTok or whatever shorts, they're literally first initial and maybe even their last impulse is they're always vested in themselves first. So they only care about what they want, right? You can look at your own behavior and you can view this as well. When I click on a video that says how to make $90 million with real estate, <laughs> like Levi, right? Um, 
I don't want to hear that Levi's been on vacation or hasn't been around for a while. Or I just want, well, give me the information. Here's the deal. And this goes for anybody listening and, 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 and watching this or whatever on the replay. If you think about them and you're always in it for the viewer, you're always in it for whoever is consuming that content, and you're just bombarding them, smothering them, bomb-blasting them, I don't even think that's a word, with unprecedented value and information and help and whatever that's going to blow their mind and take them from point A to B or maybe point A to Z, you're going to win, period. If you always make it about them. So jump in, uh, get on the saddle like, like nothing changed, and just make it about them and start creating, um, and and I think you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. Yep, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with Nez there, and it, that also ties into insecurities. You know, so a lot of people will point out their insecurities, and and not a single soul would ever notice that. So exactly what Nez says. Don't say, well, I've been uh, I've been on vacation for six months in the Caribbean with all my clients' money. No, just kidding. Uh, you know, you don't want to point out things like that because if you just move on, just like somebody, you don't want to say, if you're self-conscious about your left eyebrow and you're like, my left eyebrow is huge compared to my right. Well, not a single soul will probably ever notice that until you point it out. And then guess what? Every that's all every, everybody's going to stare at from now now on, and uh, they'll be distracted in your videos going forward. So yeah, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't point out things like that. I would just yeah start back up. But I do believe, you know, people do notice consistency. So uh, I wouldn't expect you know if you start back that one video or two videos is going to get the phone ringing immediately. I think you need to build up some consistency again because I think people will look back and say. Okay, uh, I think they view social. I think a lot of people vet people on social media now. And if they see your marketing or advertising or hear of you elsewhere, they might actually go to social to vet you because I think a lot of people put so much weight on that now. They're going to see, well, I'm curious how many... Uh, how much content does this person put out? How many followers do they have? Do they look like they're busy? Do they look like they're brand new? You know, um, do they look like this or that? And so there, you, you want to build that up. Now that, that doesn't mean that's going to hold you back either. Again, I always talk about, we got our first phone call with 48 subscribers. So, and it was a million dollar uh, budget client. And so, you know, again, they found value first before they were looking at subscribers or uh, how many videos I had out or anything like that. So, you know, value of content is always number one. Uh, just like Ness says, keep the viewer first in mind. Think about how to serve and provide value to them. And and that's always the winning formula. And then just just get back in the saddle and and just just keep moving on and, and, and pick up where you left off and, and just start building up that library again. But I do believe the more content you have out there and the more consistent you are with less gaps that will work in your favor and be much more beneficial down the road um, and so so uh, yeah just just keep just keep moving get back at it Brandon good looking man I appreciate you all right always, man. well cool all right well we ran a little bit over because Nez uh, is long-winded and talks a lot so uh, <laughs> Way too much. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh man, I could chat with you all day, Nez, but I know you've got stuff to do. We typically keep this to an hour anyway. So, uh, but hey man, uh, I would love to have you on our uh, official podcast. If you don't mind, maybe coming up in a, a week or two or three, possibly uh, on a Monday. So, uh, well, I'll have the team reach out to you, see if we can't coordinate a time. Uh, I'd love to get you on just so we can talk, talk shop back and forth, man. But I appreciate you, Chrissy. Thank you for joining us today. And Brandon, thanks a lot as well. Good to see you again, my man. And uh, again, you know, just let us know if we can help you out in any way. Uh, Make sure you check out PassiveProspecting.com. Nez, I'm so excited. We have a a book that's coming out, the Passive Prospecting book. Uh, According to our publisher, it's probably going to be a February timeframe of release. Uh, There's a lot of behind the scenes work, but everything's done, completed. And it's, it's just, uh, it's amazing. It's going to be, it's jam packed. I think it's, uh, it's really going to be a, a lot of fun to get that out. So if you go to passiveprospecting.com, you can sign up so you can be notified when we release the book. Um, so that would be a, a, a great value add to us. And then also, if you're listening to this on the podcast, please rate and review that, that does help us out a lot. And so we appreciate that as well. And until next time, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.